what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Today is Tune In Tuesday, which means you are turning in for a word, all right? And this one is one that has radically changed my life. If you've been listening to me for a minute, I am a gal that loves practical wisdom, right? I am not one of those people that consumes information, just for the sake of being exposed to it. Like it's gotta be practical, I've gotta have it dumbed down and I need a nugget that I can integrate into my life and get some fruit, right? Like this has gotta work for me and you're only gonna know as you apply it to your life. So I really, really am fond of tools and strategies to not only equip and empower myself so that I can thrive in life, but I am passionate and I wake up every day to really deliver that to believers and influencers as well. So today I'm going to share with you a strategy that I call the 90-day strategy. The 90-day strategy. And this is something that actually came from a scripture verse. I just totally got convicted because how many of you know Holy Spirit is the best at bringing things to light, anything that needs to come to light, right, that needs to change in your life so that you can really enjoy the abundant life that John 10.10 promises, right? So I was having a moment and Holy Spirit is a gentleman, right, but really looking at my life and this is the scripture that I want to bring up for you. Okay, so it's the behold, I'm doing a new thing, right? I'm the God of the new thing. Will you not perceive it, right? And so when I saw that, I was just sitting with it for a second, right? Will you not perceive it? Will you not perceive it? And I just found that so interesting. It was just a question, right? Like God is asking you, will you not perceive it? And so I was looking at that. This is coming from Isaiah 43, 19. And it's interesting because if you read for emphasis or exclamation, right, there is some of that, right? So there's an NIV version that says, see, I'm doing a new thing, exclamation point. Like it's exciting. Like I'm amped about it, right? Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it, right? Like it's here now or you're, you're missing it. You could potentially be missing it, right? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So this to me is a call to order, a call to kingdom order, right? In other words, there's a temptation to sort of report the news or be a journalist. My former journalist self can really relate to this, but we have a tendency to really look at 
what is and what is happening, right? Like these are the facts. Like this is what my bank account looks like. This is what's happening at work. This is what's happening with my kid. This is what's happening in my relationship. We just state the facts, right? But that is not faith. And that is actually keeping you stuck in and inviting more of what is. That is not perceiving the new thing. That is not moving towards the new thing. That is just reporting the news. And so I really felt convicted about that. Like, do I actually want to be somebody that's just reporting the news? Like, no, I don't. And do I want to see more of what is? No, I'm actually not about that. Like, I actually want to connect with what God is doing. I want to be able to perceive the new thing, right? So I really want to practice that and work that out and lean into that every day. But how? But how, right? Like, <laughs> and our job isn't always the how. That's God's job, right? But there, there is a work involved, right? Because faith without works is dead. So there still is inspired action on our part. A lot of that action, when you don't know, it's just being obedient. It's just following the word and doing what the word says. But then also, Holy Spirit will give us inspired actions as well, okay? So this was the verse that was really inspiring that action for me or this major shift for me that revealed this strategy, okay? So again, if you don't know that verse, you've probably heard it for before, but the address is Isaiah 43, 19, okay? Now, there's another one that was big also, okay? And this is coming from Philippians 3, 13 and 14. And it says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Okay, so this is a strategy. But again, I want to make this practical. So I always press in and I ask for that. I ask for wisdom. I ask for practical application of this word. How can I apply this to my life in a real and practical way for me? How can I experience this right personally in my life? How do I walk this out? Help me to do that. Okay. Now, as I really was leaning in and praying that prayer, I was given this revelation, okay? And there's some things to do and I will walk you through this exercise. So one of the first things is commit to the new thing. Like you've got to decide sort of like that revelatory moment for me. You know what? Like I don't want to report the news. I don't want to just report the facts. I don't want to just regurgitate what is. Like that's not my life. Like I don't need to see more of that and I'm not going to advance and go from strength to strength and from glory to glory that way. It ain't gonna work, right? So I commit, step one, I commit to the new thing in my life, right? So in other words, you can't go back to where you were or to what was, okay? And you've got to understand, in order to really grasp this with all that you've got, you've got to understand that God always wants to take you ahead and take you further, okay? So he's not going to restore you to what you have, right? When we say the promise, right? When we declare it over our life, God, restore the years the locusts have eaten. God, give me double for my trouble. God, redeem the time when we're asking for that. That's not going back to where we were. That's not repeating a season, okay? Because that's not going then from glory to glory. With God, it's always about increase and upgrade. 
always, okay? He's not interested in taking you back to who you were or what you had. The new level, new restoration is going to require a new you, meaning new thoughts, new thoughts, new ways of thinking, new ways of being, right? And what are you embodying? What are you being every day? We focus a ton on what we're doing, but what are you being every day, okay? And a new way of speaking and showing up in the world, right? Whatever God says, the new thing is going to be for you. Sometimes that could be a new relationship or a redeemed relationship or a restored relationship. Again, you can't be meditating on an old thing to create a new thing in your relationship, right? The new thing could be a new opportunity or an open door. The new thing could be a promotion of some kind. The new thing could be literally, you know, going from being just you know, a single woman to to being married and to having children. It can be a complete shift, right? Suddenly, right? One day you didn't have a baby, the next day you did, right? So God says, whatever the new thing is, whatever that is for you, it's going to be good and you want the new thing. And that's important to realize so that you will actually be okay letting go of what is because it's gonna feel a little funny in the gap. Okay, like the letting go is like, oh, dang, right? So you're not going to perceive it, though, if you're still focused on what was or by trying to get back to what you had. Okay, so the pandemic sort of revealed this. People wanted to get, quote unquote, back to normal, but we don't have a normal, right? There's, there's new that we have to step into now. We get to step into because there is no going back. There is no going back to normal. There is no going back to the way things used to be. It's going to be different. And we've got to lean into that to really experience it, right? So to do this, it's important to get to the place where you trust God and you believe him to such an extent that you let him lead, okay? And it's going to require you to release the past, that's the, the verse about forgetting the former things, okay? So this big step is getting the realization that I don't want to just report the news. I don't want to just regurgitate what is. I'm committing to the new thing. And because of that, I surrender and forget the former things. God, help me to forget the former things so that I perceive the new thing. Do not let me miss this new thing that you're up to in my life, right? Okay, now this next part, and this is really where the strategy, the 90-day strategy is connected to it, and I'll walk you through an example of it, but commit to being a new creation, okay? This is something, strangely enough, that we forget. We could be a born-again believer, but we can lose sight of our identity real quick, okay? Because you could have a new nature, but you might not be activating it. You might not be walking in it. You could have completely new DNA, okay? But you're not relying on it. You're not calling it into action every day. You're still operating out of old paradigms and patterns, all right? So commit to being a new creation. Where is that coming from, you might wonder? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. Not will come, has come. The old is gone, the new is here. So if I'm still operating out of the old, if I'm still thinking the old, if I'm still talking about the old, if I'm still living in the environment of the old, like incubating in anger and frustration and bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness, I'm straight up in the old. And this is telling me that that is gone. So if I'm inviting that into my present, that's on me, 
right? And that's not how I usher in a new thing in my life. That's not how I create new in my life. That's not how I experience glory in my life. I've got to release that. I got to forget about it because God has something great queued up for me and I don't want to miss that. The new is here and I'm going to miss it. I will fail to perceive it if I'm hanging on to the old, okay? So it is so, so important to commit to being a new creation in Christ. And this might take some, some effort in the beginning of catching yourself, of thinking about what you're thinking about, of guarding your mouth and starting to really practice that, of removing yourself from certain environments and cultivating a new one, okay? When you're spending time with God, that's how you can start to experience what God's environment feels like, what the kingdom is. The kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you are not living in that environment every day, it's very unlikely that you're carrying the kingdom with you everywhere you go. You have it, but are you activated in it and actually stewarding that everywhere you go? It's one thing to have it. It's another thing to activate it and walk in it and release it, right? So commit to being a new creation. Stop beating yourself up for who you used to be or what the Lord had already forgiven you for, right? Stop allowing people to identify you with old sin or who you used to be. It's crucial in terms of really stepping into and walking into a new thing to commit to your new identity. That's how you speed up your activation, okay? You can't be with people that don't see you the way God sees you. When it comes to your path and your destiny, you can't let certain people be close to you especially those that do not see you and are unwilling to or maybe incapable of seeing you the way God sees you, okay? And then lastly, before the strategy, these are kind of like the three pieces to set it up. The last part before this 90-day strategy, commit to your personal transformation and recognize that this will be lifelong. I know in the beginning, right? Like when you've been doing a lot of self-help work and then you're, you're born again, right? It's almost like you're completely rewired and you get to do all that all, all over again is what it can feel like, right? But this is lifelong and this gets to be the best adventure of your life, right? Like God's gift to you is your life and your gift to God is how you walk your life out, your return on investment, right? So there's a lot of people though that don't elevate, they don't shift and they don't see the victory that they're believing for because they refuse to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. If you haven't listened, go back and listen to intentional transformation. A lot of times we think and expect that transformation is just going to be automatic. It's just going to happen, right? We're just going to step into it. But that's not how that happens. We actually walk it out. And we can only do that by renewing our mind every day, okay? By reading the word, by washing ourselves in the word, by allowing that word to take root, by allowing that new perspective, that new revelation to have its way with us, right? So some people, though, won't surrender everything to the Lord, okay? They refuse to literally get on that potter's wheel and allow the Lord to break off any patterns or destructive sin, right, that might be hindering progress, okay? And good is not good enough when you're royalty. It's just not. And all new levels are going to require a higher level of you. And that can't be avoided. That's just something to recognize so that you actually prepare and that you stay ready. You stay in position. Okay? Obedience is the best spiritual warfare strategy there is. Obedience. Okay? So Romans 12, 
one to two talks about this, but growth is a commitment with the Lord. Okay, and the more you read the word, it's only a matter of time before God starts talking to you about his will through his word. He gets personal with you. All right. So how do you apply this and make it practical? Okay. yes, you've got to commit to a new thing. You've got to commit to being a new creation. You've got to commit to personal transformation. This has just got to be a part of your lifestyle. Okay. this is not something that maybe you'll get to. This becomes how you show up. Okay, and that way, too, you've got a lot of momentum working for you when you show up and build every day. Everything builds on each other. Nothing is wasted with God. All right. So this 90 day strategy, I actually came up with this or really experienced it in the vehicle of relationship. Okay, so I was walking in relationship, still am. Uh, And it got really, really challenging. There were some seasons that were very difficult, very scary, very uh, tempting to navigate in my own power and in my own understanding. Very easy to choose uh, fear and anger and, and bitterness and unforgiveness and so many things, right, that were not kingdom, okay? So... I knew, though, because of what not only I had received in my spirit or what was confirmed in my spirit by God about this person, and also prophetic words that had been given or sown into me in this person. And I also just knew uh, from what God was revealing to me about this person or prayer strategies that I was being given to pray over the relationship, so many things that this, God was in this thing, okay? And so I wasn't to flee I wasn't to run. I wasn't to um, really talk about it to a lot of people or get a lot of opinions of man up in the mix. Uh, I was meant to get rooted and grounded and stay close to the Lord. Um, I really received that God was trusting me with this and how I was walking with it. So it was really important to strengthen myself in the Lord so that I could uh, walk that out and steward it well. And that uh, it was also going to be a process for me to to really learn and grow and stretch and develop as well. It wasn't just about this other person. It was what we were both on a journey together and we were meant to be in this together, right? So with that, though, this 90-day strategy came up (laughs) and it's something that we've kind of repeated over and over and over over the years. And it's something that's actually... um, fun now because you have a way to track a lot of growth. So essentially what it is, in this case, it was like developing a new relationship environment and setting new goals for 90 day periods at a time. Okay. So these can be any sort of thing. This could be, we did one, for example, that was to have no uh, drama or quarrels or confusion or chaos. Like we will not fight each other we will only sow kingdom into this relationship. And we are holding each other accountable to doing that for 90 days, right? So the minute somebody was sensing, um, you know, that this was not kingdom, it was like we're trying to race each other to the cross to make it right, okay? And I cannot tell you how much intimacy or closeness was developed, literally like intimacy, like how much connection and depth was developed from that, how much growth 
happened in the relationship, how connected we felt, how communication improved, how the time that we spent together really was changed. It wasn't full of fear or anxiety or kind of like this unrest, but an excitement uh, to connect and to see each other. And we've just changed these goals over and over and over again. So that's sort of where this developed. But I do this with fitness goals now. I'll put myself on like 90 day challenges, right? Because if you can do something for 90 days, how many of you know you've got some new habits, right? So this is actually a strategy that I use to create my daily five, which if you're not familiar with my daily five are, you can go to julianapage.com. And these are literally the five things that I do every day that have just given me a really firm foundation to stand on. So it helped me develop those to really feel strong and to help me hold my boundaries well and to really be great at decision making. Let my yes be yes, my no be no. This has been effective in trying out a new strategy. So it could be a new business strategy. I'm gonna work this strategy and, and see how it goes for 90 days and really just assess the feedback that I'm getting and then readjust. I've done it with groups before, so I'll do like a 90 day group and people in the group might not know that I'm doing this. <laughs> But I am implementing a new strategy and seeing how it goes. So I did a, an example of this is I did a virtual small group in the middle of the pandemic because I really just wanted to show up and serve and pour life and encouragement into people. And I did it for 90 days just to see, can people show up? Is this the right day? Is this the right time? Is this working for people? Is this the right way to host this? Are people... Um, drawn to this right now? Are they actually utilizing this, this service, right? So I am presenting the 90 day strategy to you as something that you can use to reset a relationship, as something that you can use to commit to new health goals, as something that you can use to really step out on that dream or that desire that you put in your heart. For example, uh, for any new client that I'm working with, I work for them for at least 90 days. That's minimum, at least 90 days, because you really can't get any feedback or assess any sort of progress beyond those 30 days, right? Because if you think about it, you're learning an entirely new paradigm, and then you're getting practical experience with it, then you're assessing what worked and going at it again, right? So you at least need three months to really be wrestling with something. So I even use the 90-day strategy in a coaching relationship. So I am presenting the 90-day strategy as something to you that you can use in your life. So for 90 days, practice pouring something new into your relationship, okay? A lot of times we think about removing things. Sometimes that's not the point. Mostly it's just adding things. What can you add? What can you add that will change everything? Now do that for 90 days, relentlessly. Do it, right? Turn on your love. Keep your love on for 90 days. You will be tempted to turn it off probably every day, but keep your love on for 90 days and watch what happens and start tracking what is happening, right? Celebrate every small win, right? And build momentum. Or for 90 days, maybe you have some sort of challenge about how you're going to parent, right? For 90 days, maybe you're implementing a new strategy and really assess that and see how it goes. This could be a beautiful strategy for dating, okay? So I um, never got on these dating websites and things, right? But I've heard success stories. 
Um, so it's possible, but that would be a really good example. If you are dating people, I would do a 90 day strategy and set up parameters in there that make sense for you. Like write out what are your non-negotiables? What are your standards that you're going to apply during these 90 days? Like let's say that you're just going to um, meet these person, these just come up with the best dates that you can, right? But maybe you won't go to each other's homes for 90 days, or maybe you're not going to introduce um, sexual intimacy into the relationship because that's not what you're about, right? Maybe it's just to um, really genuinely build a friendship. Who knows what it is for you, but you get the idea. Set parameters for 90 days, and if those 90 days went well, right, then that says a lot. But a lot of times we don't even give folks 90 days in relationship to assess if we even like them. So that could save you a lot of pain. This could prevent soul ties. This could prevent all sorts of drama and chaos that you don't want to usher into your life, okay? So that could be a strategy. You can use the 90-day strategy for learning a new skill. For 90, I do this for research a lot. So if I'm studying, let's say it's emotional intelligence. I will get a couple of different books and do a deep dive into a topic for 90 days, right? Like 90 days is doable. When you think that you have to do something, right, for for too long, you're like, but 90 days is actually doable. Like you can show up and make that happen, okay? So you can do a project. I've done this in writing books before. I've done a 90-day challenge where every day I'm going to write a certain word count. I don't care if I feel like it, I'm going to show up and I'm going to write out these words for 90 days and then we'll see where we're at, right? So it's a great strategy to just move the needle forward, to just show up and apply that action to your faith and to the vision that you've been given or to the call or the thing that you're assigned to. So even if it's... um, I've done it with, I mentioned fitness programs, right? So starting a program and completing it. Like I'm showing up on this day, 90 days from now is this day, and I'm gonna show up every day and work out for 30 minutes, 45, whatever the program's telling me to do. I'm just gonna show up, push play, and make the workout happen, right? So whatever that is, maybe it's 90 days, right, of, ooh, I've got a great one, 90 days of declarations, right? Like write out these promises of God that you want to see manifest in your life. What has God promised you, right? And start declaring that over your life every day and become really efficient, right? At speaking the word into your life situations. Maybe you haven't been speaking at all and you've got to move some mountains. So start declaring for 90 days straight and watch if things don't move, right? Or maybe you're going to do 90 days of prayer and really develop intimacy and fellowship with God, okay? Maybe it is a 90-day devotional that you do. Maybe it's 90 days of journaling, right? But a 90-day strategy. You can even bring this into friendships. Maybe you're going to intentionally work on developing friendships and community for 90 days. You're actively going to do that every day. Okay, and just be initiating and building and and pouring into connections that you have. All right. So these are just some ideas that are just, you know, sort of brainstorming. Right. But you understand the 90 day strategy is how to make your, your vision plain, how to make it practical. Right. So if you've written the vision and you've made it plain, okay, how can you put 
faith in action. Knowing that faith without works is dead. Knowing that I've got to walk out my new creation self. Knowing that I've really got to practice some new habits so I don't get caught up in the old thing and I'm totally focused on this new thing and where I'm headed and making sure that I perceive it every day. Knowing that I'm committed to growth and personal development. How can I build with myself? How can I challenge myself to show up in a new way? Another last example that I'll leave, I do a self-mastery challenge. It is something that I am obsessed with. I don't hear people talking about it. It is something that I started nerding out on in my early teens because I needed some life skills, okay? So this is something that I do. I've actually built a six-week self-mastery course on it. You can find that at julianapage.com. But I also, stay tuned if you're not following me, follow me over on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the things, follow me here. But I do periodic self-mastery challenges that you can get involved in and really challenge yourself. And these are 21 days long. So stay tuned for those. But those are just ways to show up, to really work on renewing your mind, to rewriting your story, and to completely rebuilding your life. Okay, and this is something that you can actually do in 90-day segments if you're intentional. Okay, so sometimes in... You know, relationships, for example, since I use that one, we look at them with so much like finality to it, right? Like till death do us part, right? Like that's real. But can we just take it a day at a time? (laughs) Can we work on something together and build something together over a certain period so that we actually are both showing up and excited about it and pouring in and building together, right? So there's ways that you can bring a lot of beautiful change and usher in a totally new environment in your life that you can really invest in creating kingdom into stepping into the new thing and walking out your new creation self. Okay. But it will require some thought and some intention. Okay. But you have the mind of Christ in you. So take this strategy if it if it resonates and whatever that vision is that God has for you in this season, whatever that area of your life that you're like, it could use some work, take the 90 day strategy, get out a planner and really recognize what the start date is and what the end date is. Just make a couple of bullet points. You do not have to make this complicated. In fact, simple is better, right? Make a couple of bullet points of what you're going to do, when you're going to start, why this is important to you, what you're looking forward about this challenge, and, and what are the benefits going to be, right? Like, what are you expecting? Okay, and maybe what are some verses and some prayers that you can have to armor yourself up in the process. So this is something that I love. I hope that it's activating um, your your wheels and your brain, right? Getting your creative juices flowing. If it is, I would love to hear from you and hear how it's going. You can send me um, some testimonials or some feedback at page at gmail.com. And if coaching and accountability is actually something that you want to do for 90 days, be sure to visit julianapage.com. I have coaching programs there that I offer as well. So you can check that out if that sounds like a fit for you. All right, guys, I hope this message blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed.